this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. Let us listen for God's word. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. God has sent me to proclaim release to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all the synagogue were fixed upon him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, for the gift of this day, we give you thanks for the opportunity to celebrate economic justice and to proclaim jubilee, we give you thanks. We ask that you speak to us a word of insight, a word of challenge, a word of grace, a word of hope. And may the words of my mouth And the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As we begin our sermon this morning, I would call upon our director of music, Julia Vidrick Evans, to give us a sound of the trumpet. Once every 50 years, Our ancestors in the faith blew a horn to announce the year of Jubilee. The slaves were set free. They could go back to their families. Families who had lost their land were given it back. They could go home. All debts were canceled. It was a fresh start, a Jubilee. The horn the ancients used was called a jubel, and that is where we get our word, jubilee. Now, since all of our children are here worshiping with us, I hope that you received a coloring packet. If not, you are permitted to run back to the ushers and get one and some crayons. There is also a word hidden in our sermon, as we sometimes do when the children stay. 
So I will give you the letters, and you can figure out our word. Today, Jesus proclaims a jubilee. Jesus blows the horn, and he says, Open the prison, let the debtors go free. Cancel all the debts. C is for cancellation of debts. Free your indentured servants. Bring good news to the poor. Now, in Jesus' time, we have to remember how desperate people were to survive. And so it was a time of fear, and sometimes fierce competition. The people were working so hard that they were too busy to care for one another. They just didn't see it. They were terrified of not having enough enough for themselves, and so they were afraid to share. Dishonesty in business dealings was normal. Water down the wine. Fix the scales so that a pound of fish can be charged for a pound and a quarter. Jesus went village to village to say it doesn't have to be this way. He taught people to trust, to care, to share, to do things in a different way. When Jesus proclaimed, love one another, it was concrete acts to care in practical ways. Share your food. Even if you have a little, share what you have so that no one starves or needs to be afraid. Be generous in your giving, because everyone, E is for everyone, everyone has a duty to help the poor, the vulnerable, those who have fallen on hard times, be it their own fault for being poor, or being poor, as a widow or an orphan. All are to be cared for, give to the hungry, lend to those in need, and charge no interest. Then, third that Jesus taught was, if you have profited from somebody else's hardship, if you have been dishonest in your business practices, or you have exploited investments, if you've charged interest, you must sell what you have gained with your dishonest wealth and give it to the poor. God has a vision of equality. Everyone has enough. No one has too much or too little. This is Jubilee. This past week, I went to a reunion of people that I had not seen for 32 years. We had gone to South Africa as a mission trip of the PCUSA in 1983 when apartheid was raging. We had gone to see the church in action. We saw the apartheid system of racial segregation 
the subjugation that denied 87% of people, black, African, what they called colored, or Indian, were denied the basic right of being considered human. When you went into the store to buy meat, there were three grades. Grades for the white people, a grade of meat for the dogs, and a grade of meat for the boys. We saw firsthand the starving of the innocents, the desolation of the homelands with no arable land. We witnessed violence in the townships. We also saw the church. Every other organization had been made illegal, but the church was there being strong, giving hope, caring for hungry people, and challenging the systems of apartheid. We listened. L is for listening. And we were challenged to use our power, our economic power, to bring about change. One day, our group went to a McDonald's. And because we were a mixed-race group, we were not allowed to go into the McDonald's. We were directed around the back where there was a window where we could pick up our food. And our friends there said, one simple thing you can do when you go home is simply not eat at a McDonald's. And you will raise awareness of apartheid. Your witness will keep our story alive. Some of us did not eat at McDonald's for years until South Africa was free. The second thing they asked us to do was call for divestment in companies that profited from apartheid. Polaroid, who made the pictures for the passes that made it illegal to be in a white city, except in certain times. People were put in jail for violating the passcodes. We were asked to disinvest from Shell Oil that provided the oil in spite of sanctions that fueled violence. It was a matter of economic justice. E is for economic justice, using money to bring about change. Universities first heard the call, and then cities and corporations, and finally whole nations. And in 1990, with the world pressure South Africa released Nelson Mandela. The true jubilee came with free and fair elections in 1994. A tremendous jubilee. Also this past week, we had a team 
from our congregation return from a visit to our village that we partner with in Shikoho, rural Kenya. For nearly 25 years, this church, you, have been in a partnership to improve people's lives. And we have, you have, given them a clinic. You have built their schools and provided teachers. You have helped them get electricity and water, running, clean, pure water. I want to tell you about a project that creates lasting, sustainable economic justice. Several years ago, we partnered with the organization Women's Microfinance Initiative. And through your mission dollars, we have been giving a pool of money from which women in the village take small loans. And with them, they begin businesses. B is for business. To expand a business or start a small business, selling eggs, having a power strip, and selling power to people to charge their cell phones, it's to help women be leaders in their community, to help women create jobs, not just for themselves, but for men and other women. It's to empower women to help make their family's life better and strengthen the whole community. R is for Rachel Mundi, who expanded her kiosk outside of her home where she sells staples such as flour and rice and milk and kerosene. But Rachel also sells mandazi, similar to donuts, made fresh every day, cooked over a wood fire. And with the money she has earned, she has bought a cow, in fact, a pregnant cow, she will be able to have milk from that cow, to sell the milk from that cow, and to sell the pregnant cow that will give milk to others in the village. She has been able to buy a pig. And when the pig gets fat, she will sell the pig at market. Things never possible before. She has bought sheet metal to the roof of her house and school fees with which she will attend a Bible college and get an education. Another woman, Beverly Indizia, owns and operates a hair salon. Beverly mostly braids hair, but she was able to expand her business so that her husband is in the hair cutting business as well. And she was able to expand her business by getting hand hair dryers or seat hair dryers so that people can come in and pay to use the hair dryers. And she got a power strip for people to plug in cell phones. A jubilee 
from the Women's Microfinance Initiative because you have done that. At its best, the church promotes love and justice of Jesus Christ and acts out that generous giving, that caring and sharing, that using our economic power to make change. We practice Jubilee, and CCPC is good at this. Jubilee pours forth in our hands-on mission in Chicago to the transition assistance program where we do help free the prisoners. And those who are just coming out of prison, we free them from destitution with the paperwork to get the ID, to get the training, to get the job. And to stay out of prison, to make a new life. And that is jubilee. Our birthday kits give parties to needy children. Jubilee is joy and party. Teaching children about caring and sharing, about celebrating the joy. This is jubilee. Singing for justice, as our choir does so often every Sunday, and in the wedding of justice and education, in worship, in mission, all has been brought together in this season of economic justice. A is for all all working together. I also have to tell you about another thing that happened this last week. The Budget and Finance Task Force of the session met. As we go into 2015, we're roughly 8% shy of a minimum basic budget about 50,000 short in our pledges. Most of this is from people who pledged last year but haven't made their pledge this year. I could read to you the litany of the ways in which ANF has addressed our shortfall, lowering expenses for trash removal, consolidating funds and updating investment policies, increasing our revenue from building use, the auditors commend us year after year because we are responsible in our spending. Even with our basic budget, we will face deep impact. Even on our mission giving. But it doesn't have to be this way. When we listened to our friends in South Africa, at that time, even as they called us to economic justice and divestment, they said it would really probably never work. Do it as a matter of moral conscience. But it might not work. People came together. And together, the movement made an incredible impact because everyone participated. And freedom came and jubilee was proclaimed. My friends, we can meet the needs of this congregation and continue to reach out in strength 
together. T is for together. Together we can move forward with the vision for our church, making Christ our center, the teachings of Jesus out of which we live. We will equip our children and youth to meet the challenges of the future with faith. We will continue to work for justice in our local and global communities. We have a long tradition of a strong church proclaiming and practicing and singing and worshiping Jubilee. Therefore, I ask you to practice it today. Make a special gift. If everyone were to make a special gift of $250 or more, we would do it. Jubilee, the salvation of the poor, the salvation of our hearts and our souls is why we are here. Everyone, everyone must join together. And that E is for everyone. Did I leave out any letters? This time, what is our word? Say it loud. Celebrate. We are here to celebrate because God sets us free. God sets us free to care and to share and to celebrate justice. God sets us free to give generously and in doing so, free others from poverty and fear to abundant sharing and generous peace. Help keep CCPC strong. Help keep CCPC faithful to our vision and to God's kingdom. Today, we boldly practice and we boldly proclaim Jubilee. Amen.